Welcome everybody, this is How to English Teach and Learn with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal and references will be given when necessary. M, it's that time again. What time's that? It's podcast time! Yay! Are you ready? I am ready. You sound ready. Are you ready? I most certainly am. Good. So let's start this episode, which is episode 46 Topics. The topic of topics. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like it. So where do you want to start with this one? I want to talk about my favourite topics that I enjoy teaching to my students. Okay, yeah. Oh, I didn't think about it from that point of view, but I probably should have done. What were you thinking? Just what what topics there are to teach. Oh, (laughs) well, yeah, I've sort of covered that, but also ones I actually enjoy and the students enjoy. Yes, the ones that have gone well. Because I know students are also listening to us, Em. Yeah, yeah, I know. So just on the before we start getting into each topic... On the topic was, of topics. I just wanted to talk about the topic of topics. Yes. As in, do you think then there are winning topics or do you think it's just about how you present the topic? Can any topic be a good lesson or are there some topics that just don't work? Have you got any winning topics that you just think are unfailable that's a really big question hold on sorry i have a a habit of just keep going on and asking more questions so go back to the first question i think some topics work and other topics don't work but i do think that typically i start a course on some themes that i know are winning ones such as Food. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So food, I usually do at the beginning and they absolutely love it. Students love talking about food, whether it's food they like, food from their country, food from their family, you know, what's their speciality, mm. or I can introduce them to food that I'm interested in. So mm. that's always a win-win. I agree. I don't think I've ever had a lesson where nobody wanted to talk about food. More often it's just because people are hungry and they don't want to talk about food because they're hungry. Oh, why are they hungry? Because they haven't eaten enough, maybe. Or it's lunchtime, I don't know. It's different reasons, but... So it's not a good topic before lunch, you mean? Mm, that's what uh, I'm wondering. Oh, I think it's a great topic before lunch. <laughs> OK. It's just you always finish with, oh, yeah, I'm hungry now. How many times have you said that at the end of a lesson when you talk about food? <laughs> All this talk of food is making me hungry. Yeah, I have said that quite a few times. So I often go to English File, third edition, intermediate, unit one, food, quiz, vocab, and there's a reading task, and I think it's called mood food. What, sorry, was this intermediate, did you say? Yeah, I know, I know, it's very good. It's got a chef interview as well, hasn't it? That's what I was going to say, he talks about, uh, Stephen, someone, talks about fusion food. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I like all of that unit, and I, I think it's a good idea to put that at the beginning of the book for... Uh, for all levels, in fact. It doesn't yeah. have to be intermediate. Yeah, they really get stuck in, don't they, with that? English file are good. And then, M, what I do is I return to the topic of food later on in the course. Uh-huh, yeah. Because I like to revise and go a little bit deeper into the topic. So, for mm. example, we start talking about recipes in detail. We look at some different cooking methods, boiling, baking, roasting, grating... Um, whisking, all of these things, Mm -hmm. and it allows students to get a bit deeper into the topic. And also what I often do is go to the BBC website, they've got recipes page, 
and the students can look at real recipes and try to follow them and they could learn something and introduce that to their diets. Yeah, it's very real because I think a lot of people do that. They follow recipes online and they need to understand the recipe, don't they? They do. It's perfect. Yeah, it's very true. You gave me something really good once for food. I asked you if you had any extra activities. I do like sharing my materials with my colleague teachers. You did and you gave me a wonderful laminated piece of paper that had the eat Eat well plate on it. Do you remember the eat well plate? What is an eat well plate? I don't M? exactly know. I think it's. Is that by the government? Did yes, they produce that's that? The one, thank you. It's the British government um, like advisory board of what you should eat every day. I think there's an American version of that there too. Is also so it's very good to compare and you know discuss which one is best. Can you describe it to us? Because I want a picture of this thing. I think the British one has like a plate divided into like a pie chart. Is it in three sections? More than three. Because it's got protein, vegetables, fruit. Oils. Oils, yeah. Um, and it's just a really good way of discussing what you eat every day. Ah. What's good for you, what's bad for you. All the different things in those food groups. So it goes into, you know, starches, potatoes, carbohydrates, being, okay. you know, like rice and pasta. So it's got all the language in there, but in a very interesting way that I think the students can really apply to themselves and think, am I eating healthily or I not? Like and you then discuss sort of how things have changed in the past and Ooh, yeah it's that's just really brilliant. good it's I really think good. I remember that worksheet and I remember quizzing the students and I said for example chickpeas or mm-hmm. um, greens or yogurt and then they had to tell me that's which right. section it was in that's right you laminated the picture and then you made a little list of all the food groups or the foods that yeah then then had to put into sections that sounds like loads of fun yeah it is that is a winning lesson okay and then where did you take it afterwards? You said you then sort of talked about healthy foods and students' own diets. Yeah, whether they fit into that healthy eating plan, whether how similar their diet is to that and how that then compares to the American diet and if they thought maybe one was better than the other. And okay. it's just great, great yeah. discussion. They can think about their own diet and how much of each, you said starches, proteins mm. and others, uh, how much they consume each day or each week. That sounds like loads of fun. Yeah. Very involved. So food, yeah. Food is a really good topic for all students, I think. Mm -hmm. Actually, you could also mention things like allergies. Yes. And other foods, what what do they call that? Organic or bio or fair trade. So actually, it could go off into quite an interesting direction. The weirdest food you've eaten, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a massive topic. That's really good. I really like that. Okay, so food is number one for me. What have you got for number one then? I told you I wasn't really thinking about it in that sort of ranking, but I've just written down some lessons or themes that I think are interesting and also things that I've found that work really well. With are they topic-based? Yeah, like right, art. Good. Art oh. is a really popular one for me it's popular with me I like talking about art not everybody does but I think again in English file they've got some really good art based lessons that sounds fascinating yeah yeah um there's a really good one in the pre 
uh, English file, David Hockney painting of a couple standing next to a window. And it's, it's mainly used for prepositions. They've got to describe where things are in the picture. The students have to sort of say there's a man on the left, there's a woman on the right, or I think actually the man's on the right, but anyway. Um, then sort of between them, there is a window mm. and in front of the window, there is a plant. So yeah, it's exactly for that. And then it's all about the story of the couple in the painting and what you think their relationship was about. And it turns out to be something very, very interesting. Interesting. Oh, that sounds fascinating. Uh, there's a listening that goes with it as well. So a reading text and a listening? or no just reading. a listen? Oh, no, really? No. So it's all listening practice yeah. and then what some questions to see that they understand. Mm -hmm. That sounds really good. Yeah, I and really enjoyed it. Is this for students whose jobs are centred around art? Anyone. It's in the general English file. So anybody could be interested because I know some students who don't seem very interested in art and that's a topic that oh. maybe I would avoid with some students but you said that's quite a winner. Well I just think that it's a nice way of introducing a topic that might not be that interesting for people. Like if you say we're going to talk about art you know people sort of roll their eyes maybe but this isn't done in that way. It's sort of done in a right let's look at what you can see in the picture and then you discuss the relationship and it's not to say that art is pretentious but it's not in that sort of can you appreciate the line the form it's done in a very real way like mm. you know just seeing that these are people okay. at no point does it talk about brush strokes or the the light or any uh, okay. of that which i think is what some people think of when they think of an art lesson okay you know? is that a david hockney you're describing yeah i think i mentioned that too okay because i think there's also a painting by goya which yeah. is also in we're just promoting english file aren't we mm. they do a lot of good stuff they do and i remember you had to listen to an audio guide so it sounded like you were in the museum you were walking around and you come up to a painting this big family portrait of the royal family and you had to listen to the audio and I think identify the different people so the king and the queen and the, the children the princes princesses and that was really good I really like that one that one might be a bit more for people who are art lovers though because that sounds like an audio guide like you would actually have in a gallery that's exactly how I described it yeah so that one might be a bit more for art lovers yeah you're right that's very specific to people who enjoy enjoy going to galleries and looking at art but again I think these are really good listening skills yeah they are so art is a great topic yeah I love it I've got festivals oh yeah okay so festivals for example if you are familiar with festivals in other countries these might be interesting to you for example I know in Germany they have the Christmas Santa Claus or Father Christmas who they call Krampus and he's really scary. Mm -hmm. And they have a procession or a parade where they walk along and they have these scary looking Father Christmases. I don't think that's so cool. Mm. And they also have in Germany Carnival with a K. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, that's a, a parade where people dress up as bumblebees and clowns and everything. And they have these big political floats that people carry along and they're describing current events, political ah. stuff, and it's really fascinating. And you can get loads of pictures for these online and you can discuss them with your students because they might not know any of this stuff. So you'd do that with any any nationality? Yeah. You wouldn't just think it would be interesting for German people. It could be for anybody anywhere. Absolutely, yeah. It could be people on the other side of the world and you're showing festivals mm. and 
events that are really popular there and there's something interesting about it for everybody I think. Yeah you're right I think that topics about festivals and not just that but holiday days celebrations um could things. be religious holidays yeah and just um maybe culturally specific things like um things that people make cakes for and dress up for it doesn't yeah. have to be necessarily a parade just a, a day that is significant in that country okay everybody loves talking about why it's important what they remember from their childhood mm-hmm. those sort of things yeah 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 i've heard some fascinating things from different countries things that would make your hair stand on end uh-huh. like okay. for example making children read poems or sing songs to Father Christmas and um, if Father Christmas was not happy then the devil comes and puts you in a sack and takes you away to hell. Okay yeah so that that's a brilliant thing to generate a conversation isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah I really like that one. Yeah. What else is on your list Em? Well on that maybe on that same sort of theme just cultural differences I think is always a great topic to get people talking. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But not stereotypes. Uh, no, I don't think it goes really into that. Just sort of, again, sorry to come back to English file, but they have got a very good exercise in the intermediate level one, um, which is called Are They True? Which are these law, I think it's done for modals of obligation. So things that you can, can't, shouldn't, mustn't do oh, I like that. in other countries. Yeah. And there's some really, really interesting ones. I can't remember many of them now, but like something like in Samoa, it's illegal to forget your wife's birthday. <laughs> and that's true, apparently. Wow. Um, yeah, so it, there's some really good things there. And again, just is this a law in your country or not? And have you ever had any experiences in other countries that were very strange and that you didn't realise? Like even things like jaywalking that some countries don't recognise as a crime. is where you cross the road, but not at zebra crossing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether you've got to be doing it at a certain angle or not anyway. So it's just some things that you just don't think about mm-hmm. in some countries mm-hmm. that are illegal. So that that's always a really good one. Yeah. And coming to sort of not stereotypes, but maybe cultural traits that certain yeah. countries might have. Yeah. Um, there's a really good Douglas Adams story about biscuits. Have you heard that one? I think I might have. Is that where somebody accidentally ate somebody else's biscuits? That's right. Or, yeah. or didn't, maybe. I remember it. Cool. Yeah, he's at a train station and he sits opposite somebody. He puts down his biscuits and uh, his cup of coffee and then he starts drinking from his coffee and then uh, he starts reading his newspaper and then he sees the man opposite, reaches forward and picks up Douglas Adams's biscuits and takes one and Douglas thinks, oh, um, uh, that's very strange. What should I do? And he feels so embarrassed that he thinks, okay, I'll just ignore it. Maybe it didn't happen. And then after a couple of minutes, the man reaches forward and takes another biscuit. Mm. And um, eventually, I think the man eats the entire packet of biscuits, gets up, walks away, and Douglas Adams thinks, oh, I just didn't know what to say to him. I was so embarrassed. And uh, as Douglas gets up to walk off, he lifts his newspaper and finds his packet of biscuits. That was it. And again, you know, just that conversation that follows. Would you do that in that situation? Or would you let someone just keep taking your biscuits? And it's good for conditionals as well. Like if you were in that situation, would you say anything? Mm -hmm. Everyone's got their opinion on that story anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure I would be brave enough to say, Oi, stop eating my biscuits. No, no. 
No, it's uh, very confrontational, isn't it, to do that? It is. It really is. Yeah. The, so culture's a really good topic to cover. I like that one too. And you said that was from English File as well? Mm, yeah. Page what? 179. Okay. <laughs> In what? the teacher's book. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, right. The communicative exercises. Oh, I like that. I like going back to the uh, the back of the books and finding those extra activities. There's some really good stuff there. Mm-hmm. We're talking of country-specific stuff. I really like idioms, false friends, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So each country I've visited, I've tried to collect some idioms or expressions in the student's language, and I've tried to find the equivalent in the English language, which can be a bit of a challenge to be honest you think of an example i think most languages have tip of the iceberg as an idiom yes they do seem to use that one that's that's in a lot of languages i've noticed that one and for example in english we say it's all greek to me Mm. and in the czech language you know what they say no it's a spanish village oh okay yeah. I think that that village one is quite common in other languages, but not just Spanish. Some countries say it's a Hungarian village or it's a, I don't know which different countries, but it depends on your geographical oh, wow. location, I think, as to what village would be most far away and strange. I think that's similar. In, in English, we say, let's go Dutch meaning let's share uh, the bill. And I think in other countries, they have different countries. Oh, do they? Countries. Okay, that's yeah. funny. That is really funny. So I really like those country-specific ones. So I don't know if you can find them in books, but there's plenty of lists online where you can find the equivalent idioms and expressions in their language and in your language or English. Mm-hmm. Cool. And? Well, um, I had a legal group that I was a little bit worried about because I thought the prospect of teaching contract law was not going to be that fun but actually you helped me out with that Gav you gave me a really good book which was called Absolute Legal English Mm -hmm. which is actually one of the exam preparation books for the ILEC is it I-L-E-C exam Mm -hmm. so we'll put that in the show notes but it's quite dry but it's done in such a way that's very clear and logical and doesn't seem too overwhelming anyway Mm. for me it wasn't I sort of could could get into it and start really getting into the language and the students didn't think that it was too basic either because I think that's the other problem with high level students they might just think well this is all easy and we know this Mm. so it was really good but then combining that with other things from other books like there's a really one of my all-time favorite lessons is in new cutting edge Um, I think actually might be just cutting edge i don't think it's new cutting edge sorry i think it's the original cutting edge uh the advanced version they've got um you know the stella liebeck case i do i do i love that lesson tell me what you remember from it uh oh yeah terrible story she scolded herself on some hot coffee from uh, an undisclosed fast food place yeah, I think it was undisclosed in the book, but I mean, it's well um, known. It was McDonald's. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's well known on the internet. It was one of those, what they call it, the it was a groundbreaking case that meant that every other case since then was based on sort of that litigation that, you know, that companies have to put warnings on things and, and make it clear that the... The coffee's hot. Yes. And that, again, was just such a good conversation. Like, whose fault is it? Is it her fault? Is it their fault? You know, the company or her? Who should 
be blamed, how much compensation. And then actually I think the book goes into more sort of cases where people are awarded compensation and you have to do a listening and then decide how much to give them. And then you find out how much they were actually given. And it's just a brilliant, brilliant exercise. That's wonderful because they're real cases. So yeah, you, you, can actually, real. you can actually go into further detail or send an article to the student afterwards to read but that's yeah. advanced english isn't it that's quite a high yeah, level it is yeah these topics are quite high i think the way the books anyway the books are focusing on these higher levels anything else gav well i was talking about country specific stuff and i also like superstitions oh yeah and that's yeah. a topic that comes up often with me because i love hearing about superstitions in other countries and telling the students about superstitions from my country mm. for example the number 13 is often seen as unlucky so friday the 13th is doubly unlucky mm. and also walking under a ladder a black cat crossing your path and you'll see some of these are also unlucky in other cultures so it's really interesting to see the ones that are uh, both in both mm. cultures mm. yeah that's good and just the language to describe them is sometimes quite specific and to really get your students using everything they have you know their their vocabulary their grammar it's just a very good way to generate that mm -hmm. yeah have you heard any unusual superstitions that come to mind um i know in one country they have to throw a shoe at a door over their shoulder and if the shoe lands pointing to the door or the other way it means that they're going to leave the home oh, like, or wow. they're going to that year one of the children will leave something uh -huh. like that that's really interesting mm. i love hearing these they're fascinating and you see as you're talking to the student you say well let's hope next year is better than this year and you hear <laughs> or they start tapping their faces or something. Or teeth. I've seen people tap oh, yeah. teeth. That's so interesting. I love mm. these things. They're, they're really, really cool. So there's superstitions and they're different in every country, but sometimes they're the same. That's mm. kind of fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. And you mentioned scolding coffee. You well, said scolding coffee. I actually coffee. said scolding coffee. Mm. But that reminds me of these... There are some special verbs in English and I remember, I think we both worked on one of these worksheets together, mm. M, mm. and they had a special name and they were to describe nouns that transition from one state to another. Do you want me to tell you what that is? I, I remember. They're inchoative verbs. That's the word, inchoative. I don't think they're nouns. I think they're all verbs. No, I'm saying they describe things that mm. change from one Sorry. state to another state. I see what you're saying, yes. So, for example... They describe processes, yes. So, for example, some flowers. Now, imagine you pick these flowers, you put them in your living room, on the table in a nice vase. What's going to happen after a few days? They wilt. They do. I was thinking of wither. Is that the wrong word? No, then? that's not the right word. <laughs> Got it wrong. What withers? Things that wither, dry like it dries out. It loses all the <laughs> trees. Trees wither, don't they? Do they? Yeah. Okay. Well, if they they die, like if they're dead, then they become sort of all dried out. Oh and wow. Twisted. Okay. Yeah, I need to return to these verbs because I've clearly forgotten them. Would you call the... this a topic then? The topic of inchoative verbs. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Or the, the topic of change, maybe. I, I would say change, yeah, because yeah. We're, we're talking about from one state to another. And these words 
are actually the quite high level. Mm. So th this is where you can really challenge a very high level mm. student. I think I you said that to me once. You said my student told me that like, they knew all the words or something, that there weren't any new words that they, they needed. And mm -hmm. then you said, well, something like, yeah, what happens to flowers when they're old? <laughs> exactly. How do yeah. you spell inchoative? I-N-C-H... O-A-T-I-V-E, I think. Okay, because I'm wondering if I can test you, because you're clearly really, really good at these um, verbs. Okay. Did but... we prepare this test? No. No, we didn't. Okay, let's have do a... Do I like tests? No, I don't. <laughs> are you going to do it anyway? Yes, you are. Well, I think the listeners might really enjoy this as well. And as we've only got two minutes left, let's quickly zoom through them. Okay, you give me the word. Water... At zero degrees. Freezes. Oh, I like that. It freezes. Uh, bread and cakes in the oven. Cook, but that doesn't really mean... Oh, uh, maybe rise? That's rise it. in the oven? They do rise. Very, very good. And another one, hops. Hops. What hops? Because of the yeast. Oh. Hmm. Hops ferment? They do ferment. Well, this is brilliant. I like this. Um, another one... Hands, when you put them in gloves. Warm up? They do. Yeah, they warm. They warm up. Okay. Uh, another one, a newspaper after a few years. Oh. Um, yellows. Yellows. Oh, I love those words that yeah. are colours that are verbs. Okay, oh. last one. Mobile phones, if you don't charge them. Die. They do die, sadly. That's it, exactly. And these are verbs that students often don't know. So it's a really good challenge for them. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, I like them. I don't know if you picked the best ones there, Gav, to be I honest. think I've picked the brilliant ones. All right, sorry. I was thinking more like melts, thaws, those sort of things. I like those too. Those are really good. All right. Uh, we've covered some really good topics. Definitely some of my favourite topics. Did we cover some of yours? Yes, yes. I, I wasn't really thinking of favourites, but yeah, I think you mentioned some ones that I really like too. That's good. I know we also need to mention uh, thanks to all the people who have got in touch, all the students and teacher listeners who have sent us their ideas about teaching tips and learning tips for English and other languages. So um, This is for our last episode of the year, remember? And we've already had loads and loads, and they're amazing. They're amazing. I don't know what we're going to do with them all. They're, we'll probably have to do a double episode at the end. Mm, that's all right, though. Okay, and it's going to be what you said at the end of the year... Yeah, I think okay. we're going to do it at the end of um, December. That's it. So if you've sent us some stuff, please hold on. It's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. We will uh, upload everything and we'll send you some notifications. So keep watching this space. Great. Okay, Gav, it was a great uh, topic. <laughs> <laughs> it was the topic of topics. Yes, which means the best of topics and it means the theme of topics. Exactly. All right, well... Thank you for your time. It was very enjoyable. Thank you. Okay. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. See you.